Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, June 7th, 2021, after an accidental week off because we got busy. Yeah, happens. Happens to the best of them. Um, we're still <laughs> we're still reviewing the same movie we were going to review last week because I don't think we had anything planned for this week, so it worked out perfect. Worked out great. Um, and that movie is Cruella, the latest Disney live-action readaptation. Oh, there we go. Um, Disney Plus for $30, or you could spend that $30 and go to the movies, get some popcorn, yeah. some candy, and some tickets. An experience. Or if you live in a big metropolitan area, probably $40 just for the tickets. Yeah. Um, so we're going to review that. I'm just going to, you know, spoiler alert. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. Spoiler alert, I agree. So if you're listening to the intro of this, you haven't seen Corella and you're like, ah, should I watch it, should I not watch it, and you just heard that part, go watch it, come back, listen to this. Because it's not something we're going to shit on, and that's what I was expecting, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, I had zero expectations for it, and I had a good time. I, I was expecting to shit on it because all their live action. Well, zero good expectations for it, I should say. Yeah. Let's get into the show. 20, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! You can put it on the board, yes! Some other Disney news, tie. Since we're, you know, talking about a Disney movie. Yeah. Avengers Campus officially opened. You sure see did. That? Yeah. Um, that's the thing I wanted to talk about, but not tell you beforehand, because I just wanted to, to throw it on you. Okay, and what if I hadn't seen it, and I was just stuck here? We had nothing to talk about. Well, that's why I was hoping you'd, like, maybe get excited. Nah, yeah, I saw everything about it. Um, I didn't see, I saw, like, the stills. I didn't want to look at it too much, because I'm going in 12 days. Um, but I saw the stills. I saw the Spider-Man, the guy like really committing to his craft as Spider-Man. Yeah, Appreciate he's like, that. It's like jumping around things. They got him on wires. Appreciate that. They probably hired like some, probably like a gymnastics guy, huh? Yeah, something. Probably does like. Did you see the one where they like launched him into the air? Mm-mm. I mean, I don't know if it's like not him, but it looks lifelike and he gets in the fucking air and there's gotta be a giant foam pit <laughs> or something. Cause he's like, like, I don't, I'm not good with how many feet in the air, but a lot of feet in the air. Like 50? Yeah. Wow. Like multiple stories of building in the air. Wow. Um, I saw the line was backed up all the way to Pixar Pier for its grand opening. Fuck yeah. 
and I'm just I'm super so. Me and Riley had a, a leftover day at Disneyland from these three day tickets we bought last year, and obviously Disney closed and everything, so we got to reuse them. Was put on the priority list where we could book a day the day it opened, so we could have went in like April or whenever they opened. I think they opened like April thirty first, but we were like the first wave of people before they were even on sale to the general public. And I was like, well, why don't we just wait and go to California Adventures since we're not paying for it and just wait for Avengers Campus to open. It opened, you know, June 1st, whatever it was. And I was like, let's go on like a Thursday, June. So we're going on June, I think, 17th, 16th, one of those days. I believe 17th. your family is going the same exact day. Um, so that'll be fun running into them. Maybe. Um, so we went to California Adventures instead of Disneyland, uh, June 17th, and everything that's happened since then. So, yeah, Avengers Campus is open. I was expecting it to be busy. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't expecting it to be a ghost town but at the same time i was also expecting there to still be strict capacity rules in place and uh, those capacity rules have since been increased i don't believe they're full capacity but they're increased and it is now um the day we're going is two days after they allow out-of-state people to yeah. return to the park which is going to be the big the big oofer yeah fucked so, up there i'm just hoping that since we go on a thursday all the out-of-state people are like going that win that weekend that friday yeah, so if it was Friday, I'd be really worried. But I know we're going to deal with lines, and it sucks because I don't think they're doing fast passes right now because of everything going on. So, And Gavin's going with us, and Gavin's had nothing but bad Disneyland experiences because oh. his parents don't know how to operate a busy park. Mm. And That's um, a skill. It's a learned skill. It's one of those, like, y you know the people. I don't know if you have these people in your life, but it's like they go to a theme park, and they don't want to wait in any line over 30 minutes, and then you just kind of, like, walk around and not wait on – go on anything. It's a shame. Instead, you're supposed to, you know, plan your fast passes. Some lines, you just have to swallow it and wait 30 to 45 minutes. I ain't ever waiting in, like, a three-hour line, though. Fuck that. Um, but I know you do have to get, like, reservations, like, on their app. And before, so, like, because when we went to Disneyland, we had to do this with the new Star Wars ride, which is bitching. Um, when the park opened, you go on the app, and you have to, like, reserve a spot in the queue. And then it would be, like um, – and this was to avoid just the really long lines. This was before COVID. So you'd get, like, your time slot is 5.15 to 5.30. You'd have to go to the ride at 5.15 to 5.30, and that's when you would wait in line. And we only waited, like, 10 minutes. It actually worked out perfectly. I was like, I kind of much prefer this. This is, like, they, much smarter. They're starting to figure it out. Um, and they're doing that for this, for the Spider-Man ride in there, because it's brand new. It's going to get lines, and I'm sure COVID as well. But I yeah. think we have good potential. I don't think they're ever going to do this because it's not practical to make everyone download their phone because they're still old people who don't know how to do fast passes and all that. But, like – it's just such a, business, a genius business strategy. Like, yeah, you just wait in line without waiting in line. Yeah, and then you get your time slot because you think about it like you're going to make your people happier. They're going to ride more stuff. They're going to come back. I mean, the people who wait five hours might be diehards anyways. But then you're also allowing them to go around the park more, which means they're going to buy more concessions. They're going to buy yeah. more of this instead of just standing in line for five hours. Yeah, you aren't spending money sitting in line. Exa exactly. So, um, congrats to Disney. I know you need the money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm excited to not have to wait within the lines and wait digitally in the line. Did you just drop our podcast name <laughs> in our podcast? <laughs> but the thing is, uh, the queue opens at 7 a.m. You don't have to be in the park, so we're gonna be up early. That we're gonna be up early that day, anyways. But gotta make sure we get that. Yeah, I mean 7:05, you're already stuck. It's probably like 4:30 p.m. I'm fine with that though. I just want to get it. I don't care what. No, time I'm it saying is. you just gotta be on at seven. Would be my guess. Yeah, because it's just gonna be fucking gone. Yeah, um, but there is other related Spider-Man news. Yeah. It's a little late. I mean, we skipped a week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Craven <laughs> um, the Hunter. They, they cast um, – I don't have his name. That's great, Ty. Great, great news. Pietro, but not not the fake Pietro, the Aaron real Taylor Pietro. Johnson? Yeah. Oh, shit, that's the same guy? Yeah, that was the original Pietro. The, the actual brother, not Jabonner Boner. Okay, so the MCU the Pietro, name? the actual MCU Pietro. Yes, Ralph Boner. Ralph Those... Boner, yeah, stupid fucking. Um, not him. That's Evan <laughs> Peters. This is the actual what Pietro the they cast. Also played Kickass. Um, they just said fuck it. He, he's probably gonna look so different. That... So confirmed, not coming back. Oh no, he's big dead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be my guess. <laughs> or Evan Peters is just confirmed going to just Ralph Boner's gonna end up being a brother. <laughs> um. But they're just like, fuck it. We like the guy. Bring him back. Well, this is Sony, isn't it? Yeah, but they're very much in talks of connecting things and sending Spider-Man over there. And Yeah, this is what makes it so confusing is the whole Sony Marvel. Because 
are they going to exist in the same universe? Are they not? I think it looks like they're going to be, but it's going to be a Craven film. So, yeah, Craven the Hunter film, kind of like Morbius and Venom, um, where they're giving their villains their own standalones. Then you got the Sinister Six, which has aggressively already been rumored for for the new Spider-Man movie the past couple weeks. Like those are going to be the villains? No, different villains. Have you not seen any of this? No. How much of this do you want me to say? Just say it. It's just speculation at just this point. Just aggressively rumored that it's going to be two villains from the, like, Raimi, uh, like Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus. Well, yeah, they've been confirmed, have they not? Yes, they're going to be in it with Electro, Electro and Lizard from The Amazing Spider-Man. And then, I don't remember which two, but two other ones. And it's going to be a Sinister Six movie for No Way Home, but a multiverse Sinister Six. And the title No Way Home is the villains have no way home. To their actual So the universes. villains are the ones that are in the wrong universe, not Spider-Man. Yeah. Interesting. That's what all the reports and shit. How are they going to explain them getting there? Wanda? It's got to be Wanda. Doctor Strange. Well, there, we, we saw Michael Keaton in the Sony, so I still expect there's still going to be some sort of co-mingling between the two parties. No, yeah, absolutely. So um, there, There's going to be something, but... It's very much speculated that we're just gonna get we're just gonna get a fucking. We thought it was gonna be everyone knew who Spider Man is. They're just gonna be like fuck that Sinister Six. So, but I, but there's only four. <laughs> well, no, I, I there's two more. I didn't remember which ones it was. Isn't what's his name? Can't he be part of it? Like, isn't he part of it in the comics sometimes? Everyone is part of it. The in news the guy, J. Jonah J. Jameson. Simmons. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're gonna use him. I can't find it. But it's it's. They said six villains specifically, um, but the big ones were Doctor Octopus and Green Goblin. Didn't he die? Yeah, both both very dead. Yeah, fuck Doc Ock died too. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Lizard have James Franco. What isn't is it James or Dave Franco? I get the Franco. Brothers. Oh, James Franco, and no William Dafoe, his dad, big dad. Darn. It was also, I remember now, um, Rhino mm-hmm. from The Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. And I think it was Sandman Yeah, from the Raimi films. Number three, Sandman. So I don't the think there's, there's any. one ten villains. Yeah, so I don't think there's any of Tom Holland's villains. I think it's all just multiverse villains. So they're doing, I mean, I would guess from a, just a, a logistical standpoint as they battle this Sony thing. Not, maybe not battle, but work with it. Is... They can't really use any how like because I don't understand how. Obviously, Sony owned the the Michael Keaton's character and Mysterio, correct? Yeah. So they aren't going to play into these big MCU plans because they're just technically Sony's characters. Yeah. So this is I feel like this movie is a way for them to have a villain in this film without wasting any of the villains that Sony wants to do for their own films, which they're obviously doing, such as Craven and Morbius and all that shit. Yeah, probably. So they're like, we need a villain for this. We need a way to get Spidey into the Sony. So, boom, let's get these, like, multiverse shit going on. Multiverse of villains. Spider-Man's trying to send them back to their own universe, multiverse, whatever. And in the process, goes to the Sony universe. And then you have the scene where he's walking down the street and no one recognizes him because in this universe everyone recognizes him. Fuck yeah. And then it's just like, hey, I'm Craven. Boom, Craven movie. Is this the end of Spider-Man as we know it? No. Like, in the MCU? Yeah, probably not. How are they going to... They're just going to flip-flop universes? Yeah, that would be my guess. I think Tom Holland loves doing this shit, and I think they're okay getting weird with it, and it's just going to be MCU, and then we're going to pitch him off to Sony, and then he's going to show back up in the MCU way down the road. But he seems to fucking love doing this. That will be a big pop, though, if he goes and does, like, a Sony movie or two. Isn't in the MCU for, like, two, three years. Maybe they do, like, a a team-up movie without him. And then they do another team-up movie, so, like, the second team-up movie from now, he returns, and, like, they don't even market it beforehand. Fuck yeah. The movie theater pop for that. It's like the Civil War show up a Spider-Man, but just down the road, established Spider-Man. Yeah. Be fucking sick. Let's do the cinema pop for that would be would be nice. Is Now, th- let's get really freaky with it, Ty. Are we going to see an animated Tom Holland in Into the Spider-Verse 2 in that some be, way or shape? That'd be pretty dope. <laughs> I'm doubtful, but that'd be pretty dope. And he's like, what is this? Why Why am I? I mean, he just had practice doing voice work for, for the Avengers ride. Yeah, and onward. Well, yeah, but as Spider-Man, he did voice work. 
for okay. that ride. <laughs> so he's already in the fucking, he's in the groove. Maybe it was just like, hey, come over to this studio next door to the studio just recorded and record our movie. Because <laughs> um, that's coming out soon, isn't it? Or didn't you have something what? about Into the Spider-Verse 2? Um, no, they're still in production, but they cast Spider-Woman. Nice. Um, Is- Issa Rae. She's got an HBO show. It's pretty popular. Never heard of her. Um, she's good. She's a good actor, but it's just Spider-Woman. They're just adding on to the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. As much Spider-Man as you can get. Spider-Woman's background. Do you know her background, Ty? She is a strong, independent woman with spider powers. Um, she got wings. In her first appearance, Spider-Woman was to be an actual spider evolved to a human. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think... Oh, no, yeah. So her debut was shortly followed by a four-issue story arc in Marvel 2 and 1, in which Wolfman, I think that's a... Yeah, Marv Wolfman. He's a writer. In which Wolfman, not not a character. When you have okay. a guy named Wolfman, you got to clarify that that's not a character. <laughs> like I'm a real person. <laughs> Wolfman presented a different origin retcon, as he felt her original origin was too implausible for the mid 1970s readers. Um, during this arc, Spider Woman was identified as the human Jessica Drew, combining the first name of Wolfman's daughter and the last name of fictional detective Nancy Drew, <laughs> who has <laughs> memories of being a spider implanted into her. By a terrorist group, by the terrorist group, Hydra. What? I was waiting oh. for you to finish it. I was like, which one? <laughs> Her costume was also redesigned for the series. So blah, blah, blah. So are we going to get flashbacks like POV, like POV, I'm a spider? Why would, why would a terrorist group just give someone <laughs> memories of being a spider? <laughs> like, what? what's the haunting trauma of it? You're just sitting on the wall just staring at things. <laughs> it's just like a POV and you just walk on your web and eat a fly. <laughs> I, I think the whole her being a spider and turning into a human is better for fucking Marvel than a human that gets implanted with memories of being a spider by a fucking terrorist like, group. What good does that do? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's trying to give her powers by making her think she was an actual spider. They got too caught up, and if they could, they didn't ask if they should. <laughs> um, you got any other movie news? Didn't you have one other thing, or am I tripping? Yeah, Um. so the the director of The Flash... Um, she's, she's the bloody Batman symbol, but the Michael Keaton Batman symbol, because he's going to be in that movie now for some fucking reason. She's <laughs> superhero shit's getting confused, but it's bloody. So, so maybe he dies. Maybe we get a dead Robin. That's a story arc. Okay. Maybe Ben Affleck's in it and he dies. I mean, on the cast on Google, it says Ben Affleck's in it, but that can never be trusted. Never. So this is the same flash from justice league. Yes. It's Very much so. Ezra fucking, Miller. The DCEU is so confusing to me. It hurts my brain. I don't know what they... Like, it just... Nothing is... Marvel fucking prides themselves on, like, continuity. Yeah. And everything makes sense. Yeah. And then DC's like, what if we do a prequel and give Wonder Woman new superpowers that she hasn't had in any of the modern day shit? Yeah. We just don't care. <laughs> Never uses. We just don't care. <laughs> um, That's funny. Did you hear there's like the the speculation of Joker two? Oh, I did see that. Um, someone said it was being co-written by Todd Phillips, but then I just twenty three hours ago, comicbook.com says uh, Justin Thoreau shoots down Joker two rumors. With a Joker sequel reportedly in development at Warner Media, there's been plenty. There has been rumors of plenty of Justin Thoreau returning for a more prominent. Oh, so this is just an actor. He was the feature guest on a fictional Murray Franklin show. Okay, so he's just shooting down that he's not part of it. He's not shooting down that it's not happening. Okay. Which I remember when we saw Joker, we talked about it, and you know, you were very adamant that they wouldn't make another one. They probably shouldn't. The movie itself was good. It's not meant for a sequel. Yeah. But, you know, Warner Brothers was like, hey, this might be the best movie we've made. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, superhero movie, that is. Um, let's just make another one. Which is one of those weird movies where Joaquin wins an Academy Award and it's a superhero movie, so you would expect there to be like 100% Rotten Tomatoes, but it only has a 68 because people, it's just uncomfortable. And it's a weird fucking movie, and that's exactly why it isn't like a fun, keep telling me more of this story, give me a sequel. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't lend itself to that. Have you watched it since? No, I don't think I have. Maybe once. I never rewatched it. I was just, I was, nah, I was good. And you know me, I like watching movies. Yeah. And that just wasn't a fun movie to watch. Which is different than it being a bad movie. Yeah. Great movie, not a fun watch. They fucking did one bill in the box office, though. For an R-rated. 
I think it's the highest grossing R-rated movie ever. That's wild. That's fucking wild. Yeah, so Joker 2. Be on the lookout for that potentially in the future. I don't know if I agree with it. I thought it was the Joker. It's just Joker? Yeah, it's just Joker. There's no the. Oh, I thought it was the. Now, if you check our uh, Within the Lines movie rankings database, Jay, and you go up all the way to number nine, just as Joker. That's why I think I had a, a theory on this that the Batman was going to be tied into this Joker because I thought it was the Joker, and I thought that's what they were going at. Uh, no. Like, these movies both start with the. <laughs> well, you could do the Batman with, like, that logo, and then do, like, the little and, and then Joker. So it's the Batman and Joker for the sequel. But it's the same logos. So you wouldn't say the Batman and the Joker. That just seems repetitive. I wouldn't, with all their Batman shit, I know the Robert Pattinson Batman, I don't know. Do they try to intermingle it with this are they new go, fucking universe? Are they going to go multiverse and we'll just have Michael Keaton's old man Batman versus this old man Joker? The Batman shit's confusing, man. You can't be having like two different Batman projects at the same time. Well, no, they, it's just their their universe. I'm completely fine with the Batman standalone. But I don't understand how you can have a standalone with your marquee character not be part of this universe you're trying to build. And then down the line, are they eventually going to keep it with Affleck or Keaton? And then it's just like, what the fuck is this other Batman movie? Like, what if they made a Spider-Man movie and he just, like, isn't part of it at all? Yeah, see, they've fucked the... They've just fucked up so much in connecting him in the bigger universe. Then I'm all for the patents in Batman. Just just him. Well, I think the movie itself will be good. I, I just, I prefer that over everything else they're doing. <laughs> well, you haven't even seen it yet. Tyler. And that's, that's, <laughs> that says something. We probably, it has so much potential because the whole detective, like, you know, a spin on Batman that's in the comics that no one's touched on and Colin Farrell's in it. <laughs> but I, again, it's one of those things, like, I got to wait till I see it. No, I'm, I'm ready for it. Because it seems like a more grounded, realistic movie, and the only movie they've done good is Joker, which was a more grounded, realistic movie. Yeah, that's very true. Directed by Matt Reeves. Um, I sent you that. It was um, the film theory video, right, about who's pre- like predicting the Batman plot, and it was like the oh, seven forever sins. ago. Yeah, yeah. I got to rewatch that video because I remember I was watching it, and that video alone was made me excited about the movie. And I feel like it's probably right, and that's why I'm excited for the movie. And I still don't know when the fuck it comes out. Ben Reeves, Matt Reeves. The guy who is um, directing this movie? Yeah. He once was nominated for the Gotham Independent Film Award for Best Feature. Gotham. By the Gotham Awards. Gotham Awards? Yeah, the Gotham Awards. It's a real thing? Yeah. The Gotham Independent Film Awards are American film awards presented annually to the makers of independent films at a ceremony in New York City. The city was first nicknamed Gotham by native son Washington Irving in an issue of Salma Gunnana. Published in 18... Gotham's not a Batman thing? I thought it was just... Oh, I guess New York used to be nicknamed Gotham. No, you learn something every day. Yeah, that's not... Yeah. Gotham first used by Washington Irving in a satirical periodical, Salma Gundy, and made popular as the location of Batman comics, first specified in 1940. What does Gotham mean? It's just a sick fucking name, dude. But, like, why would he call it Gotham? Because it's just fucking sick. There's also a TV series called Gotham in 2014? Yeah, it's Batman. It's like Detective. It's like before Batman. Oh, James Gordon. Yeah. But, like, it had the word itself has to mean something, right? If someone No, call- it's just a sick name. Okay. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> oh, yeah. In dictionary.com, Gotham, a journalistic nickname for New York City. It's just a sick fucking name you made for it. Number two, an English village proverbial for the foolishness of its inhabitants. Nice. Um. So, yeah. Michael Keaton, back to the original. That'll be fun. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. We'll see if he dies. <laughs> uh, Cruella tie. Emma Stone. Three Dalmatians, not 101. Um, the guy, the bad guy the, from Shazam. I, I'm just going to stop you there real quick, Jay. There's five Dalmatians by the end. Okay, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Good. No, you got your synopsis. No, finish what you're saying. Just that was the bad guy from um, Shazam. That's the only other actor I like. Emma Thompson as the Baroness. She seems like a big name. I've heard her name before. She was the bad person in this movie. And the bad guy from Shazam, Mark Strong, bald guy. He's been a good guy in movies, though. Don't just don't just typecast him as a bad guy. 
Well, I'm saying, but he is the bad guy in Cruella, which is set in 1970s London amidst the punk rock revolution, follows a young grifter named Estella, a clever and creative girl determined to make a name for herself with her designs. She befriends a pair of young thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they are able to build a life for themselves on the London streets. One day, Estella's flair for fashion catches the eye of the Baroness von Hellman, a fashion legend who is devastatingly chic and terrifyingly hout. Played by two-time Oscar winner Emma Thompson, <laughs> but the relationship sets in motion a course of events and revelations that will cause Estella to embrace her wicked side and become the the rashest fashionable revenge bent Cruella. That is the longest fucking synopsis I've read in the hundred plus episodes we've done in this pod. A baroness is like the female equivalent of a baron, and a baron is a rank of nobility or title of honor, often hereditary in various European countries, either current or historical. Typically, the title denotes an aristocrat who ranks higher than a lord or knight, but lower than a viscount or count. Often, barons hold their fief, their lands and income, directly from the monarch. Barons are less often the vassals of other nobles. In many kingdoms, they are entitled to wear a smaller form of a crown called a coronet. Zemo was baron. Oh, really? Yeah, Baron Zemo. I did not know that. (laughs) Red Baron. Pizza. Delicious. (laughs) You like Red Baron? Pretty good. Good. Riley doesn't like it. Neither does Miko. I had him get Red Baron once when they came over. This was wild. They got Papa John's. Miko's a Papa John's guy, which I also love Papa John's. I was I'm, like, let's switch it up. Get Red Baron. And he was like, this is not good. I'm typically all for almost any pizza. What's your least favorite pizza place? That's the thing is I don't have one. I enjoy Domino's. I enjoy Little Caesars. I enjoy Pizza Hut. Red Baron fucks. Papa John's pretty good. You need good. to try Cross-Eyed Cow, man. Best pizza up here. There's a little shop that I'm not going to slander, but it's a little shop up here, and it's a letter and a number. Not a big fan. D6? I, I like. I D6. didn't want to slander them, Jay. I liked D6. They're, they're mid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is pretty much an origin story for Corella DeVille, um, who is the villain, I guess, of the Hunter 1 Dalmatians movies. I've actually never seen those movies, and if I did, I was a, a very little kid, and I don't remember, so... I've seen it once forever ago. She I, doesn't like dogs. I count that as not seeing a movie because, like, I'll say that. Like, I haven't seen this movie. My mom's like, you used to watch that when you were a baby. And I was like, I don't remember that. That's like My count. brain was not fully grown enough yeah. to remember watching that movie. Um, I know in the 101 Dalmatians, because I actually looked it up how these intertwine. It's Cruella. Um, so Roger, the yep. lawyer in this movie. Yep. So in the original 101 Dalmatians, he meets the journalist whose name I can't remember right now. Oh fuck! No, I know her name. Oh, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a affectionate term that you just call people, and I didn't realize that was her actual name. Well, her last name's Darling. Oh yeah, Maya. I don't know, but her last name's Darling. She kept calling her Darling, and I thought that was just like she was just calling her that. But that was her actual name. Anyway, so the original one, those two meet. So that's why at the end credit scene, you get the two puppies. Um, that Corella gives away to those two people mm-hmm. in the original Hunter One Dalmatians. Those are the two puppies who meet each other. Those two owners meet each other. They get married. The two puppies meet each other. They get married as dogs, and then they have puppies, which is gross because um, this movie is implying that those two dogs are siblings. But in the original Hunter One Dalmatians, those are the two dogs who meet and then have the Dalmatian puppies that Corella wants to steal. I don't think that's that bad for dogs, though. It's like pure bloodline. All right, Ty. Ty is all for incest. <laughs> um, is that really what the fucking story is? Yeah. And then Corella wants to steal him because Corella knows the darling girl because they Anita. went to school together. Anita, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was like the original story. So this pretty much leads right into it. So I don't know how they're going to do Corella 2 unless Corella 2 is literally just going to be 101 Dalmatians. It's just a remake um, for the second time. There's already been a live action 101 Dalmatians. As someone who hasn't seen the movie, you know, just this stands alone as its own thing. It is not 101 Dalmatians. It's not even close. Um, it's like it doesn't even 95 feel like a, off. It doesn't even feel like a Disney movie. I'm going to say it. Uh, In a good way. Uh, yeah. I, it's still very Disney-esque. They, they got a little edgy on some things. Yes, but it's a lot. It's, it is different. Again, Disney back in the day was very edgy. I mean, the original 101 Dalmatians is about how she wants to kill the dogs and use them as fur. That would never stand in 2021. She literally had the coat in this movie that thought they thought it was dog. But it wasn't. But we thought it was. But in the original, she actually wants to. That's her whole, like, motivation in the original. Yeah, pretty much. 
was that she just wants to kill all these fucking dogs and makes coats. Yeah, and the, the other two dogs, so the two puppies at the end of the, the mid credit scene, those are the main Dalmatians that you follow around that are saving all these other Dalmatians from Corella DeVille. See, here's my problem um, with movies like this, is like, you have these villains, and then you're like, let's tell the villain side of the story, and then you create this character who just won't do the villainy things that they do in the other stories. I mean, she was pretty villainy. But she's not going to kill the dogs. She very specifically said she didn't want to kill the dogs. But she ended up being like a decent but, person. But that's because she still had a little bit of Estrella, Estella in her. Nah, no, no. Estella's dead now, Ty. No fucking chance. Estella's dead. No fucking chance. Cruella's alive. Can I call you Crueler when you're being mean? Crueler? Crueler instead of Tyler? <laughs> sure. And I'm just going to start when Riley's being mean, I'm going to call her Cruelly. Cruelly. I just like how like that's the origin of her name is when she's being mean. She's like, Cruel Estella. Yeah. Cruella. Cruella. And then her last name is from a car. Fuck yeah. That's pretty dope. Tyler Ford. <laughs> um, yeah, so this isn't that movie. You know, the plot, the story, whatever. I gave this tie. I got to go to my sheets, actually. What did you give plot slash story while I go to my sheets? Um, A 13. Okay. I know that's lower than me, but I don't know what I gave it. Um, I gave it a 14. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. only one point lower. The story was okay. I mean, they didn't do anything incredible it's nothing we haven't seen before it was you know you're following this girl and it was a revenge plan and i will say i did not see her being her real mom no i didn't see that at all that was a good twist that got most of my points i knew something was up obviously but i didn't expect that to be it you know what i thought it was i thought that bald guy was gonna be her dad exactly what i thought really yeah and then he saved her and i was like oh this is her fucking dad yeah he's like open this box psych not your daddy bitch but i mean besides that well, and also the her she, the Baroness killing the mom. I didn't really like. I was like, oh shit, she killed her mom. Not the dogs weren't just running and knocked her over. Yeah, I mean that that surprised me, but it wasn't like a. It's <gasps> like okay. No, I thought I thought it was good though. I thought I thought the pacing of the film was good. I thought um, it was it was a very predictable pacing and the whole up and down, up and down, whatever. But I, I don't know. I thought it was good. It had a little bit of like heist movie at points to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It had a little bit of just chaos not a lot of humor i don't know i don't know it was good the plot is not the driving point of this movie they had a story and they told a story in a way that was great yeah story itself's fine though i mean you know it's a girl who you know it's a story we've seen before but it's a girl who you know down on her lucks doing bad shit finally gets a break you know and then it turns you know something bad happens she fights with her friends she makes up with her friends they help her you know it's it's good enough there was no, like, super big um, plot holes or just things I rolled my eyes at that I can remember. So that's usually good because yeah. I love pointing those out. It was just a – it's a solid story. Um, yeah, I agree. Cinemato- cinematography here, Jay. What would you give it? Oh, you're 17. indecisive. You are tapping. You didn't know what to give it. 17. What were you between? 17 is the answer. I also gave it a 17. Um, Yeah. Seventeen. The uh, the the props and the sets, those were all good. Felt like I was in actual London. Um, some good camera work. Uh, all the CGI they used was fine. I mean, there's CGI in this movie, but they did some like interesting stuff with the camera at times. One in particular, when she first gets uh, hired at the original shop she worked at, she did like a they did like a one shot kind of thing. Yes, that was a cool scene. That was they... that's you watching this today because when I watched that, I was like, I'm gonna talk about it on the pod, and it's been like a week since I watched it, so I forgot. That was a fucking awesome scene. Yeah, they had they they did like a, it was like a 45 second one shot just going through the thing and everything. That was a cool use of camera and like they, all the chaos of the shop and shit going on around it. Yeah, yeah, and they they tried other camera stuff, and it was, I mean, it's really it's kind of this is like a softball category. I feel like in 2021 for us, so I feel like it's like as long as you just look decent, you're gonna get you know good points and then if you just you know it's it's just unless you have bad cgi that's like what really hurts shit nowadays <laughs> yeah and i mean i we look at our last movies without remorse uh, mitchell's those who wish me dead army of the dead and then this my scores for cinematography is 18 17 17 17 17 yeah <laughs> like i you know they're you have the ability to make good looking movies now and if you have the budget you're gonna do it yeah you know, and it's it's you're gonna get well, shit on. If not you everyone's gonna do it, like Thunder Force, who got a two, and that's why you get shit on if you don't, because the ability to do it is there. Yeah, there's so many people who are so fucking talented cinematography wise, 
and you if you have the budget to make these incredible looking shots, like you better fucking use. Disney them. should never make anything under like a fifteen. Never, honestly. They At have they have on. the people and the budget. Yeah, to where it should never look bad. Yeah. Um, but this looked really good. I liked a lot of the shots, like you said. I liked the fountain scene. Um, with like the show going on, the music mm-hmm. in this was great. Yeah, there. Sometimes, so the music was really good. I liked all the songs, but there was a lot of it at times. I was like, okay, this song has a lot of, this movie has a lot of music. I feel like they were, that's what they were going for, though. I feel like it was intentionally yeah. um, flooded with music. Yeah. So that's just that, just that kind of fucking vibe, Jay. They did, like, two scenes where she was laying down and the camera was sideways. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't remember either of those scenes. The first one when she was a, a, a wee baby. Okay. And her, the, the on the fountain. Sideways. Yeah. And I think the second one was when Mark Strong like rescued her, and she like opened her eyes or whatever. Fuck I yeah. could be wrong. I don't know. Movie looked good. Um, yeah, it did. Key elements. I gave it an eighteen. Wow, you gave it much higher than I did. What'd you give it? Seven. For Just key kidding. elements. Fifteen. Fifteen. Was like, <laughs> I, this is the movie they're trying to make. Yeah. Uh, Just between the music and and the vibes of it. Yeah. Um, I thought most of the comedy landed, but it wasn't trying to be an overwhelmingly funny comedy. Um, it was kind of heisty, and there's a couple of scenes that like felt really good and heisty. Um, the the bugs, the bug dress scene, I fucked with that. Okay. Um, and just overall, like the like they were trying to go for a stylistic approach to where it's like you know, this is Cruella's style, basically. Like she's a fashion designer. She's this new age style, and a lot of the movie all throughout it felt that way. Um, with the music, with the way they shot things, the high scenes were good. The comedy was good. Um, I, I really enjoyed what they did with it. And I feel like they achieved what, close to what they were trying to achieve. Yeah, those are all very fair points. I don't have anything to do with me there. You're just three points different. I don't know. I, I just – I don't know why I gave it a lower. I guess I was looking for more of a, like, a genre-specific, but maybe I shouldn't look at it in that line – in that light – yeah, I, I mean, I when I sometimes I do key elements, I'm like, okay, like what kind of genre is this leaning into? And this didn't really have like a a genre of movie, but maybe that shouldn't hurt it as much as I knocked it for. Not that I gave it a bad score or anything, but no, yeah, I mean, yeah, fifteen still a good score. I I just look at it like there's a movie they're obviously trying to make. How well did they execute that vision of what they're trying to make? Whether that's a comedy, a drama, a fucking high. I gave film. it a sixteen. I moved it up one. Uh, and I just feel like this was very, very, very much what they are trying to make. You know what would have made it better? What? If it was like R-rated and Cruella could have done some more fucked up shit. And actually killed the dogs. Maybe not that, but like <laughs> if, if they could have leaned into a little bit more edginess. I mean, it's Disney. They're not going to do that, but that would have made the film, I think, even better. That would have gave it a 20, not an 18. That's fair. Two-point buffer for PG-13. Yeah, and that's where they get stuck is there's this villain and how villainy do we make her and allow her to be within Disney standards of being a bad guy but still well, being the main character. Well, I don't know if she was even film. a villain in this. It's like she's like an anti-hero. Yeah. Well, the the Baroness is the villain. She was a bitch, though. Oh, I big fucking time. hated her. And no, I, she's time. not even real. Big, like, why complete, is everyone just fucking bowing down to this bitch? Completely unrelated, but Harry Potter released on HBO Max and we've been going through and rewatching them. Oh, um, interesting. Big time anti Harry Potter podcast, but I've been going through and watching them. And fuck that little blonde kid, dude. I've just been sitting there the whole time, like fuck this kid. I don't know who that is because he's the I'm villain. Harry Potter. Anyone who knows Harry Potter will know who I'm talking about. But he's just Agnes. No, that's that's the girl from Agnes? WandaVision. <laughs> I, he's just he's just a dickhead throughout the entire time, and he he's a little kid. But fuck that little kid. He plays a great little kid throughout it. Thanks, Malfoy. Dra- Draco. Draco. Yeah. Malfoy. What about he who should not be named? He hasn't um, really appeared yet. I mean, he has, but it's I. I don't understand Harry Potter, <laughs> and it's I literally laughed out loud at a scene the other day. Why? Because it was like so dramatic, and Harry was gonna die, and then it was like, "Oh, you're magical. You can save me." And it was just the most obvious. Like the writer blocked herself into a corner, and it was like, "Wait a minute, I made this world up. This can do this now," <laughs> and just fixed her problem. And I laughed out loud. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're laughing at harry potter because that's the only thing you should be doing when you watch those films is laugh fuck yeah not cruella though yeah cruella was pretty good emma stone intentional is she the girl from harry potter who's that girl that's emma uh, watson yeah i get those two confused all the time i think that's fairly common okay good they're two red-headed emmas 
both British. Yeah. Are they really both British? Probably. Is Emma Stone British? Yeah, maybe. maybe I mean, not. she did a fucking fantastic British accent. No, I don't think she is, actually. <laughs> She's American. <laughs> Emily Jean, Emma Stone. You know, I was telling Riley this. Let's just jump right into it, talking about Emma Stone. I gave uh, characters an 18. Oh, I only gave a 15. I thought she fucking killed it. She did. She did great. I thought, like, I haven't even seen the other 101 Dalmatians, and, like, I looked stuff up after this, and I just saw, like, short clips of the other ones, like the animated one and then, like, the 1998 one. 16. Like, it was just a clip on YouTube. I was like, they both suck as Cruella DeVille. <laughs> like, <laughs> Emma Stone, like, and it's funny because if you've seen those other films, maybe I'm not as high on Cruella DeVille as, or as Emma Stone as this character. But I thought she fucking killed it because she pretty much played two characters in one. Yeah. You know, balanced between them. And I thought she was fucking awesome. And the rest of the the, the, the main villain was great, too. The rest of the guys were just whatever, honestly. Um, the, the fat guy was kind of funny. But I thought she was so fucking awesome in this. And I know it's not like an Oscar-worthy performance, but fuck, man. That's just a fun, good if, role. If she had a performance like this and was allowed to get a little bit more edgy and it didn't have just the Disney moniker and that kind of stuff that comes with it, I think it would be getting, like, some Oscar buzz. You know, obviously, I think the film itself around her would have to be different. But the performance itself, I thought, was fantastic. I thought she was fucking great. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. All of my points went to her and then a little to the Baroness for just being a bitch. Because that's the entire role is just be a bitch the entire time. And she killed that. Yeah. But no, Emma Stone was fantastic in in this. And I like what you how you mentioned, like, the two characters between Estella and Cruella. Because they felt very different. Yeah. And she had different wigs on. So maybe she thought she was a different character as an actress. Like... I might be an Emma Stone fan after this because I haven't seen a lot of Emma Stone stuff. Have you seen La La Land? It's great. No. Fantastic film. I've seen Easy A. And That's fantastic Crazy film. Stupid Love a long fantastic time ago. Fantastic film. Zombieland. I've seen those. Fantastic film. I'm already a huge Emma Stone fan. I fucking love everything she's And in. besides that, Birdman. She was in Birdman. Okay, maybe not everything she's in. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I agree. I, I think she killed it. The, the main villain was good. But like you said, everyone else was just whatever. Um... There was no depth to the side characters. The the one guy. Family. Yeah, but the one guy was just, he was fine. And the other guy was comedy. The bigger dude, he was he was a, good for comedy. Mark Strong, the bald dude, just played the bald dude. Well, the the, the side characters, the quote-unquote family that I just called them, they actually did add some depth, depth because in the original 101 Dalmatians, they're literally just like henchmen hired by Corella. Like, they get no. Yeah. So they at least got some thing to shine you just aren't allowed to do that in modern movies though yeah like if you just have guys just doing her work and not showing anything with it it would get shit on yeah um, so they did what they needed to but it wasn't particularly great performances from either of them Ty, this is the highest character score i've given out in quite some time i was emma stone was the reason i enjoyed this movie as much as i did if i'm being honest i thought man i just thought she was fantastic she was, and I could see this, like, obviously, she's a little older than we are, but, like, she probably grew up watching 101 Dalmatians and seeing that kind of character. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie's from the 60s. Everyone fucking seen it, but... Um, not me. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's not like <laughs> she... It was when she was a child. Uh, she's 10 years older than us, so she was, like, 10 years old when the live-action one came out. So y- yeah. Right in that range. And so, you know, that's probably a character that intrigued her. When she was younger and now being able to play this character, like, she's fucking fantastic. Yeah. She did a great job. Dude, I, I'm an Emma Stone fan. She just, she made a fan hop out on, of me hop from on this the train. movie. Hop on the Emma Stone train. She was so fucking good, and I almost wish we could have got, like, an R-rated version of this movie. Because I feel like the limits she could have pushed that character could have been so fucking just man. Fuck and me. there was a gay character in this movie. Well, I don't know if they were, out like, actually gay, but it was, like, kind of cross-dresser. Yeah. Um, I just said gay because this Yahoo Entertainment article says John Stamos mocks congressional candidate who said Cruella's gay character um, ruined his childhood. Ruined his childhood. Yeah. John Stamos didn't say that. He's shitting on someone who said that. Okay, you got to make that clear because you could just fuck up John Stamos' career. Um, John Stamos is a full house guy, right? Yeah. The person who said that was California's Republican congressional candidate Omar Navarro. Who was unsex- uh, unsex- unsuccessfully tried to unseat... Representative Maxine Walters three times. <laughs> he just keeps running into L's. <laughs> Tweeted that his childhood was ruined by Artie's appearance in the film. <laughs> is Artie in the original this is film? He, this is what he tweeted. No, I don't think so. The new Disney Corella with Emma Stone just ruined my childhood with an openly flamboyant gay in the movie. Disney persists persist 
shoving the LGBT agenda down our throat. Shut the fuck up. Like, that character was so authentic. And, like, not to play into stereotypes, but, like, a gay dude being into fashion is very fucking common. Yeah. Like, it's not like they went out of their way to make a gay character. Like, a gay fashion dude. Like, like that, that's, that seems organic to where it's not forced. That Here's felt my problem. Just fine. Like, just shut the fuck up. It's not forced. They're not shoving anything down your throat. It's Pride Month, as we know. Fuck yeah, Jay. It's actually um, my birthday month, so look at me supporting LGBTQ. That and Michael Jackson's death. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Wally. Um, This whole – okay, so there's this whole bullshit about shoving LGBT, whatever, gay views, whatever, down people's throats. And people are like, oh, you know, they're shoving their beliefs down our throats. Like, how, like, like you said, how are they doing it? I just don't even know how to fucking just – I don't know how to talk right now because I'm so upset by this, honestly. Mm. Like – so, like, I've heard before people saying, like, well, I don't want my kids watching a television program if, like, two guys are going to be making out or two girls are making out. Just like I wouldn't want my kid watching a television program with two adults are making out. It's like, okay, obviously, but I feel like that's such a blanket statement to hide your just hatred and bigotry, if I'm being honest. Because, like, what in this film was shoving any views down your throat other than him just fucking existing? So the right. fact that this character existed in this movie and doesn't say anything about, like, it's not like he's like, hey, I like dick. Like, he didn't say that in this movie. Like, he might be straight, and he might just like fashion. Fuck yeah. I don't think he is, but, like, he literally just existed. And the fact that this character just fucking existed pisses so many people off. And it's just fucking ridiculous. What we need to do is make a very serious film. Um, just, I mean, whatever story you want to go with and make it a drama or whatever. And then just have a completely unrelated 15-minute gay sex scene in the middle. <laughs> Like, but that's how these people are acting. Yeah, no, that's what they're, like, oh, it's getting shoved down my throat. That's what they're acting like, is they watch two guys have sex for 15 minutes in the middle of their Disney movie. With their child, yeah. Yeah. But it really was just a dude in the film. Just like the Onward thing with the, the gay police officer, where it was like literally a throwaway line. Yeah, it was just like, we're just going to do this because, you know, why the fuck not? These are real people, too. And it, it has nothing to do with the story. It has no fucking impact on the story. But God forbid they fucking do it. Yeah, like if Corella's having sex with one of the the henchmen, I don't want to call them henchmen, but like that should ruin your childhood and your child's childhood, not fucking a gay guy just existing. And then that fucking pisses me off because that guy probably has kids and his kids are going to be like, be told like that guy's, you know, correct. Why? Why, dad? Because your dad's a fucking idiot. Because he's gay. Like, how do you explain that? I want to talk to these fucking people. I really do. Get them on the phone. I want to fucking, if I ever meet... What the fuck was his stupid name? Omar Navarro. I'm going to punch him in the throat. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm not I don't want to go to jail. That's assault. Um, but it's deservedly so. I just want to talk to these fucking idiots, dude. It pisses me off. Oh, my God. Well, that's because, Jason, um, the Lord actually made uh, the sanctity <laughs> of sex and marriage to be between a man and a woman. Um, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Dude, I fucking... And you will go to hell for your sins. Fucking fuck their sins. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it just it makes me so mad. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, those people are fucking stupid. Um, with that being said, though, I had no problem with gay character in it. Thought he did a good job in his small role because it was very unconsequential. Mm-hmm. And I gave this movie a 16 for enjoyment. I gave this a 15. Maybe should have done a 16. Um, I'm just going to leave it at 15. It was a good watch. I'm comparing it to other movies that I gave similar scores. You know, I'm going to give it a 16. I'm bumping it up. 81 for me. Oh, my God. I mistyped. 80 for me. 81 for you. Give How did I get higher than you? Um, Because of characters, maybe. You gave it a little bit better story. Huh. Um, maybe yeah, I think it's that one story point. Um, It was a fun watch, man. Like you said, I wasn't really expecting anything from this. You were expecting the shit on it. I, <laughs> yeah, I, was. I wasn't expecting it to be good. Um, but then the reviews came out, and it was good. And I was like, okay. Like, it drew some interest, and I watched it. And I had a good time with this movie. Um, the performance was great. Performances, I should say, from the main two were, were good. Yeah. Um, it was entertaining. It had great, memorable scenes. Um, it made me laugh. It was an easy watch. It wasn't like a struggle to get through. It flowed well. Yeah, um, I had a I had a really good time with this. Sixteen's a pretty good like enjoyment score. That's up there. 
Yeah, I'm so it's got a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. Um, but it's I just looked. It's got like a 61 top critic score, which is a little surprising to me. Um, I just want to read some of these. Uh, Rebecca Long from Bitch Media, and I'm not making that up. That is her. That's she works at Bitch Media. The movie is fun, stylish, and over the top in mostly a good way, but it struggles to prove that it's more than a muddled cash grab. See, that's the thing, though. I don't think that it is. Like, obviously, everything I, Disney makes and any remake and whatsoever. Well, I, th- I think some people just have a like a automatic presumption about anything Disney. It's cash grab. Yeah. You know, the remakes and everything, while they are cash grabs, like, there's no way to go around it. It's a proven property that, you know, you can make money off yeah. of. There are people working on it who have a crea- uh, artistic and creative ideas to go along with this. This wasn't just 101 Dalmatians. Did they use an existing property? Yes. Did you know? And was that going to give them, you know, eyes to watch their movie? Guaranteed. Yes. But what they did with it was unique, and they told a unique story with you know artistic changes and whatnot to it that made it a fucking fun watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just wasn't a remake at all. It was a completely new thing. Yeah. The Lion King CGI, that was an entire fucking remake. That's a cash grab. Yeah. That's a, we have new technology. We're going to tell the exact same story. Well, even like Beauty and the Beast. I mean, that's the exact same yeah. story. And This isn't that. Did they use an existing property? Yes, but they didn't redo an existing property. They used it and created almost like a spinoff. Yeah. Some of these, I'm like reading these reviews and it's not even like, I don't even have one to read to you because I, I don't know. I don't know. It just It just seems like all like kind of vague it's the it's their expectations going into it yeah i don't know this guy michael phillips the chicago tribune says i've seen far worse disney recycling jobs which doesn't make corella any more than it is a joker for jaded disney princess fans everywhere was that a good or bad review bad so he's trying to say their joker to was an academy joker. award-winning film yeah <laughs> um oh here we go i love when they talk about things like this this is a uh, roxana hadidi from Pajiba, maybe a foreign um, critic. It all collapses into a messy swamp of content, which is exactly the cap- capitalistic, capitalist nuclear soup that gives rise to a movie like Cruella. What? I. It's about capitalism and nuclear weapons. Fuck yeah. That feels like feels very Russian. Uh, Indian. But it feels Russian. She's like Northern Indian, right on the border of Russia. That's not where <laughs> Northern India is. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like. I I've seen multiple people use the word slog. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like this could have been a shitty, cheap, you know, cookie cutter film, but like they took artistic risks and did unique things, and I think this is an enjoyable enough movie to watch with your kids. I think as the adult sitting there watching it, it's enjoyable. It's got a 97 audience, so. That's what I'm saying. I think most everyone who isn't, you know, jumping at the bit to fucking shit on a Disney remake. Yeah. And is just, you know, watching the movie is having a good time with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I don't understand some of these reviews. Armin White has uh, reviewed it. Oh, shit. Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't know how he goes. 97 audience score. Makes me feel like he'll say rotten, rotten, okay. And uh, as expected, his review just makes no sense. Corella instructs millennials that their own psychosis is excusable, admirable, and fun. Got it. So he doesn't like Corella because it's telling millennials, I just that if they're crazy, it's okay. Awesome. Um. <laughs> <laughs> When are people going to realize that millennials are like full-grown fucking adults now? Yeah, I don't I don't think people understand the whole millennial thing. Like we we are technically not even millennials. We're Gen Z. Yeah. And that means the youngest millennials are 25, 26? Yeah. All the way into their 30s to 40s? Mhm. I don't think a 30-year-old's being influenced to be cuckoo. <laughs> I, Ty, I, I, can't, I can't fucking tell you, man. It doesn't make sense. This guy doesn't make sense. I don't fucking know. Now, I'm trying to find something, and this is bad radio, but I'm trying to see if I could find his review for Joker. I, I vaguely feel like it was similar. 
He definitely reviewed it. Like, there's no doubt and about it. And he definitely it. gave it rotten. Mary Poppins Returns got an 80% Rotten Tomato score. I'd never seen that. That's wrong. That movie was so boring. Did I you, would watch this movie 100 times before I'd watch that movie again. Did you know Paddington 2 uh, got a rotten score and it's no longer 100% Rotten Tomatoes? Wasn't Armin White? I don't know. I didn't even know Paddington 2 had Paddington 100%. 2 was the highest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes for whatever fucking reason. I've never even seen either of them. I've never seen Padding- yeah, Paddington 1. But so. it's, it's just been like a joke that Paddington 2 is like the highest rated movie of all time. And then it was like some fucking review from years ago. Like 2017 got added and took away its 100%. Wow. Joker, he gave a, a rotten. Jo- Phoenix and Phillips turned Joker into a sociopolitical mismatch. That sounds accurate um, for him. Very similar to this. Yeah. I fucking hate this guy. You gave it an 81. I gave it an 80. 80 and a half, um, which puts it 26th out of 75 movies we have on here. Getting up there in movies. I thought last week was 75. Nope. This week is 75, Jay. I think you're wrong. Um, I'm, you can fucking check. <laughs> Where does it rank? Sorry. 26th out of 75. Um, same score as Step Brothers, right under her, right above Good Boys and Enola Holmes. We should have put, like, the day we reviewed them. Oh, well. Um, yeah, it seems like it's uh, – But I have an alert. Ship, that ship is sailed. Ding, 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 ding. What's up, Jay? This movie's above the line. Fuck yeah, it is. Uh, first above the line movie we've – reviewed since mitchell's and machines not that long ago <laughs> it was like what, four weeks <laughs> i thought it's been a while okay i wasn't gonna count our march movie madness i was gonna that's why i said the date thing i was like i wonder how long it's been since we've had a above the line movie because it felt like forever but i'm just wrong before that judas the back messiah raya and the last dragon was somewhat recent yeah 80.5 though that's a solid score that is a, a solid score indeed time we're once again one point off would have been the same score if I didn't bump up their key elements one. Yeah. We just, we fucking, we're a boring team for a podcast. We just don't argue. Uh, we've argued about um, Hubie Halloween. Fuck yeah, we did. The movie stinks. <laughs> that movie's so good. Uh, we had a 15 point difference on Tom and Jerry, but I don't think we both agreed it was bad. Um, 21 point different on Bliss. I actually kind of enjoyed Bliss. I was thinking about that movie the other day, and I was like, I, I was just thinking, like, that movie had so much potential. We fucking sucked. <laughs> I gave it a 56. You gave it a 35. That feels like like a healthy difference. Uh, yeah, and Hubie Halloween, biggest difference at 28. That's crazy. Next week, though, Jay, we're adding to our um, Within the Lines musical rankings, which currently has one with Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> well, this technically isn't a musical. I thought. Oh, that's true. It's not a play. Yeah. So we're just continuing adding to our movie rankings within the Heights, which is from Lin Manuel Miranda. That this was his original play, Broadway play before he did Hamilton, and this is a film adaptation of that. Yeah. So I'm excited because everything Lin does is really good. So. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm a huge Moana fan. He did the music for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hamilton's okay. You love Hamilton. That's fucking. Blast. You fucking. Um, but in the Heights. It's currently sitting at like a fucking ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes with like eighty critic reviews. Oh, has Armin White reviewed it yet? Let me look real quick while you while you ninety eight percent. Um, Armin White ninety nine percent not reviewed it yet. So I mean, it's gonna be. I can tell you off the first eighty two reviews that it's fresh that he's going to say rotten, and he's gonna say something about Lin Manuel Miranda, and because that was his thing about Hamilton is that Lin Manuel Miranda wasn't a good lead character. Oh, so they're just going to shit on whatever this guy's name is. I actually don't know. He's from he's from Hamilton. Anthony Ramos. Yeah. Or he'll just say, like, it pushes the socialist agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Um, no, I'm excited for that, though. Should be fun. And the director of Crazy Rich Asians. That's a great film. That's a good team up there. Have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? I haven't. You've never seen that movie? But I've heard great things, I think, specifically from you. You need to watch that movie, dude. I've heard it's great. Fuck, Ty. You always rewatch shit, but you never watch good movies I tell you to watch. It's on Voodoo. You need to watch it. Voodoo? Riley's Voodoo. Yes, it's on there. It's always a bitch. It always signs me out. <sighs> I'm sure it's on something. But along within the Heights, Jay, we're back in the Marvel grind of things with a show every week. Yep. With Loki. 
Yep, and I'm excited. Finally dropping. Yep, and we're going to be in Laughlin next weekend, so I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to figure it out. I mean, we're going to be chilling one of the nights. Comes out on Wednesday. Am going to bring all my recording equipment? Comes out on Wednesday on the 9th. Internet's not great there. Not that that matters for recording. Oh, but I'm just for... saying for watching. I don't know when the fuck oh. we're going to record. It'll probably be a late release. We'll figure it out. But it comes well, out I on Wednesday. W- I'm going to watch Loki Thursday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday. Oh. Comes out on Wednesdays. Okay. Loki Wednesday. Low Wednesdays. No, it's Loki Wednesday. That's that's from Marvel. All right. Fair enough. I'm yeah. excited. Loki in the Heights next week. This was the show I was most excited about, so let's get into it. Ty, to, to uh, wrap up the podcast. Random. You said let's get into it. I thought we were starting another podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why I said that. To wrap up the podcast, random Rotten Tomatoes guess. We've been doing this for about three months now, maybe, and you have like, last episode was my worst performance. Not even gotten close once. I've gotten within like two percent multiple times. Yeah. I don't know if you've gotten in one percent, but you've definitely gotten two percent. So this is a Disney movie, Cruella, Hundred One Dalmatians remake, Dogs. Can you? What's the first Disney dog movie you could think of? All dogs go to heaven. I don't know if that's Disney. That's a great <laughs> film. Um, Bolt. Okay, Miley Cyrus. Um, which Bolt is like just a forgotten Disney property. I would have no idea it was Disney if I didn't like already just know that fact. Yeah. I've seen it once in theaters with Andrew Gunter and his dad. Okay. Um, someone just rang our doorbell. Um, so Bolt, yeah, forgotten Disney property. You never see any Bolt merchandise at Disneyland. You don't, you don't see the quick dog merchandise for Bolt. Um, 2008. Remember that one saying, what did that gerbil say? It was like a saying I used to always say. <laughs> I have no fucking clue, Jay. Like, you don't even know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, my God. From Mittens, the gerbil. He said something in this movie, and then I started saying it. Like, that was your catchphrase. And my Because my, my dad thought it was funny, so I was like, I'm just going to keep saying this. Okay. I'm going to have to figure that out. What did this movie got, get in Rotten Tomatoes with 189 reviews? So, that feels like a very small amount of reviews. <laughs> There's a reason this is a forgotten movie, because no one watched it. Which doesn't mean it's bad. 189 is a decent number. Kung Fu Panda 1 only has also has 189. Really? Yeah. I'm just looking at In the Heights with just the, the pre-release reviews at 82, and that feels like... Yeah. I don't know. It feels small. Especially Miley Cyrus Banger. She's popular. She was Hannah Montana at the time. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go... I don't know if this is bad or not. I feel like it's like an underrated okay. 83%. 89. Fuck! Almost 90%. That's good. For Bolt. I remember it being okay. Doesn't a dog like save someone? Or like a fire building? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I feel like that's what happens. Maybe. We're going to go with that. I've seen it once in theaters t- 13 years ago. And haven't seen it since. Mittens is not the uh, gerbil. I feel like Mittens is a gerbil from something though. Rhino? Is that the gerbil? No, Mittens Bolt. Oh, it's a cat. Mittens is the cat in Bolt. Rhino is the uh, gerbil. <laughs> that's a fucking dope gerbil name. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I got for you, Ty. All right. Um, yeah, that watch that stuff that we said to watch. Yep. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big- 